podcast informs listeners that the views, thoughts, and opinions expressed solely belong to the host and not necessarily to their employer or any other group of individuals. It is not a research report. It is not a recommendation to buy or sell any security. It is for informational purposes only and should not be construed otherwise. I told you this story before about investing analogies with a card game, right? So let me just reiterate a few of those things. Assume that out of those 13 cards in a normal 52 deck, there's shapes like heart, diamond, spade, and club. Assume like those are just weights. A heart is a 5%. A diamond is a five percent. So, like the more the more shapes, the more percentage weight you're giving. So technically, thirteen is thirteen companies. You get to choose thirteen companies in your portfolio, and if if there's like thirteen times twenty, it's impossible because that's two hundred sixty percent. So technically, if you are equal weights, thirteen times five percent each is sixty five percent. So to be clear, let's say we're using 2% for each weight. So technically, 52 times 2 is 104. So you could generally get a bit of the 100%. If, um, if you're a veteran, the question is, are you so sure to make a bet that four jacks will win? Four jacks um, and let's assume that's all you have. So in the game of the market, the thing about it is that you can you can design your portfolio no matter if you want to have 20 names, 100 names, 50 names, 5 names. Um, every game designer, um, whether you're checking Magic the Gathering or, you know, the, the new games today, they always give you the optionality. And... Um, the market is so unlimited. You could close your position tomorrow or you could close your position in the next 10 years. So there's people who have like a horizon of a minute, five minutes, a day. And there's people who have portfolios that can last for 30, 40 years or 20 years. Think about guys like the value investing um, discipleship of Omaha of Buffett, basically. So there are these guys who definitely don't sell. That's why they've employed different methodologies. Their choices are choosing which company that they wish to own in the sense that their goal really is never to sell. So before they buy, it takes them maybe a few months to even think about that purchase. The question is, how long does it take for you to even consider a purchase? Does it take you five minutes or does it take you five days? Does it take you five weeks, five months? How long does it take for you to essentially put on a position? Uh, Some people have to sleep over it. Some people can just decide within a blink of an eye. So there are different facets of people. And um, I think... This is supposed to illuminate to you 
that the investing strategy is not for everyone. Trading strategies are not for everyone. However, in my view, especially for people who are doing business, um, people can invest better than trade. Because when they invest, it's as if uh, they are belonging, they belong to that company, especially if they invest in a company as if they're a team member. Now, granted, um, if you, if let's assume you're a fan of the Lakers or the Cleveland Cavaliers, let's assume you're wearing the team jersey for Team Apple or Team Amazon. Um, there is the tendency that I love this team so much that I want to put 50% of my net worth here. That's case to case. Um, that's the thing about the market is that your total love for a product or a service or even, you know, celebrity CEOs changing the world, that does not guarantee that the stock price would actually go up. It does not. In fact, it could be the opposite. The best companies are run by idiot CEOs because um, I remember Warren Buffett saying that he liked the business of uh, Coca-Cola because any idiot can run the company because the brand was so strong. Of course, I don't think he meant that any idiot can run the company, but I believe he meant that he wanted businesses that even an idiot and not an innovative CEO can uh, can prosper. So let's assume like you are not the best um you know, let's assume you're not the best engineer in the world. Do you think that it was easy for you to create a significant moat on uh, Facebook or on Google? Um, sometimes the qualities of those companies and why they became very great was because of the founders as well. It took um, a different type of individual and that's when people are always saying in their criteria that if the founder left, um, what's going to happen to this company? Will it still be innovative and so forth? Um, those are valid questions because uh, these CEOs are so big and impact the company and the culture so much that, for instance, a Warren Buffett has to plan his succession very well so that the people could uh, believe that the process is replicable and not an inherent Warren Buffett um, magic, you know. Um, it takes, we're not saying that he is replaceable. Uh, he is irreplaceable just as people equate like Steve Jobs being gone from Apple as losing the touch, the innovation, you know, nobody could replace you, but um, a company is supposed to live forever, supposedly, and not about the founders, so it takes a while. Now, you'll notice that we talk a lot about people, management, the products, the services, how the employees are feeling, what's happening in the industry, because these are the things that actually an investor would ask if he would put the position on. 
he wouldn't actually ask himself, oh, um, so $132 broke down for this meat. Okay, um, so sell. That's what a rule-based trader would do. And that's fine. A trader does that. But an investor will probably get drawdown because in reality, an investor doesn't sell if he doesn't see anything wrong. Like if a news came out that there are less crowds coming into Star Wars land causing a $3 breakdown or, you know, whatever, a company gets downgraded uh, because this analyst thinks that there's downside or there's less subscription growth. It depends what the analyst and the essential reason of the person buying it has. So they are not exactly undisciplined people for not following a rule of cutting a you know a breakdown of 132. Why is it you know it broke down? Why do you still hold it? Uh, where is your stop? Well, you know, in reality. I believe that a fundamental investor, the reason why they keep 40, 30, 50 names is because they want to basically have as much leeway to hold the position and risk a little on the trade so that, you know, if it's down 20% or 30%, I think that's already a sign that they would leave. But you cannot see them sell a 5% drop or a 3% drop, chances are they acknowledge that it's a loser, but it would take about, in my view, approximately a 20% or a 15% drop. It's not going to be just a 3% drop. And that's very different from um, technical rules because um, technical rules would be using stops versus volatility of the name. Uh, if this name had a volatility of double, it's average to range, then it's a sell. Or if it, you know, if it went up, then so be it cool. Um, and then they just trail. It's, it's very different, these two schools of thought. 